The following is an at-will presentation. to talk as if colors emanated from a single physical phenomenon. Keep in mind the effects of all the various surfaces, volumes, light sources, films, expanses, degrees of solidity, solubility, temperature, elasticity on color. Think of an object's capacity to emit, reflect, absorb, transmit, or scatter light. Ask yourself, what is the color of a puddle? Is your blue sofa still blue when you stumble past it on your way to the kitchen for water in the middle of the night? Is it still blue if you don't get up and no one enters the room to see it? Fifteen days after we are born, we begin to discriminate against colors. For the rest of our lives, barring blunted or blinded sight, we find ourselves face to face with all these phenomena at once, and we call the whole shimmering mess color. You might even say that it is the business of the eye to make colored forms out of what is essentially shimmering. This is how we get around in the world. Some might also call it the source of our suffering. Words by Maggie Nelson. I ask, is there only one shade of a prenamed color? Why do certain colors shade over others? Are we not each a palette? How much can you choose? Why are these the primary colors? What is normal? What is ability? What's for me and what is for you? How does one self-love and embrace their abilities when systemic classifications deem you unable? How do you move forward while sitting down? How do you carry yourself when you need to be carried? How do you paint a portrait with shades not fully in the lexicon? Whose eyes do I see myself through? Are they mine? Are they yours? Do I see myself? Am I the portrait? We are each the painter. I am the painter. Explosive shockwaves can cause situations such as body displacement, emotional breakthroughs, relatable flashbacks, and love. This is a conversation with a human I love named Lacey. All right, Lacey. Nico. Lacey, what's your last name, Lacey? Tompkins. Lacey Tompkins. It is. Uh, that is a good American name. <laughs> Lacey it? Tompkins. Lacey Tompkins. Where are you from? Uh, New York City. New, born and raised. Born and raised. Native New Yorker. What part of the city? Midtown. Whoa. Whoa. Like below the park, Midtown. Below the park, Midtown. Like east side. East side. Not even Hell's Kitchen. Whoa. We're talking like Kipps Bay? We're talking... A little higher. A little higher. 50s. I can't give uh, my 50s. you know exact address. We're, we're not it. giving address on this situation. <laughs> How did you like growing up in the city? 
I loved it. Yeah. But that being said, I don't really know anything else. Right. But I think that there's something about New York as the place to be forever, let's say, for now, at least my entire life thus far, Mm -hmm. where it's not boring ever. There's always people in and out and new things to see and do, and it's so easy to shake it up, and I don't think that's true of Mm. most other places. Would you do that? That's very true. Have you lived outside of New York City at all? No. No. You went to school here, too. I did. Where'd you go to school? I went to Barnard. Oh, nice. So, you know, east side, upper west side, big transition. you've never left New York City. I mean, I've left. Like, for how long? (laughs) (laughs) A few weeks, maybe. A few weeks, tops. That was a long time ago. Really? Yeah. Like, how long ago? I'm thinking sleepaway camp. Oh, we're Uh, like like middle school. Yeah, we're middle school. Yes. (laughs) So, you like a full-time live in New York City. Do you go upstate? Do you go to the Hamptons? Um, Definitely have been. Okay. Um, And so, yeah, mostly if I do travel, it tends to be by car just because it's easier in that way. So, I don't go, you know, too, too far, though Uh I have. Yeah. Um, But, yes, but not Mm. often. I'm often in New York. I love that. I feel like all of my friends that grew up in New York City grew up so much faster than everyone else I know. That's definitely true to it's a certain true, extent. Right? I mean, everybody's different, but I would say that's definitely true. Yes. <laughs> and how old are you? I'm 25. And what do you do? I work in advertising. What do you advertise? Um, a bunch of things. Uh-huh. Right now, the main thing is retail. So I do a lot of sunglasses, clothing, etc. Mm. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about the brands. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fine. We can keep it safe. But uh, do some digital strategy for them. Yeah. Where to place them, who to place them in front of. Mm-hmm. You know, try to get your dollars. You like your job? I do. You do. Um, it's cool. It's kind of a combination of psychology because you have to figure out where where, and with, to who to place the ads, what will be interesting, mm. but also kind of keeping up with a lot of innovation. You, you know, it's digital. So it's data, technology, what's the best platform to utilize it on. So it's constantly moving, which mm. I like. I don't yeah, like yeah. to be very uh, like stagnant in that way. So mm. it's good. Lots of sirens Lots happening of outside. Lots of sirens. I'm used to it. I'm, I'm born here. Yeah, totally. <laughs> God, I can't imagine not leaving the city for more than a couple weeks, and you haven't done it in forever. Forever. I mean, I get super anxious if I'm in the city for more than three weeks, and I don't leave. Well, where are you from? I'm from Chicago, okay. which is not that different. Right. I mean, I'm from the northern side. I'm from like the Westchester of Chicago. Okay. And I lived in the city for a few years, and then I lived in L.A., and I've been back and forth between New York and L.A. for nine, ten years now. Okay. Um, but I'm here full time. Um, but I think the like secret is you gotta just get out every once in a while. That's true. Yeah. But you know, I've managed. Yeah, you totally <laughs> have. Um, okay, let's talk about the 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 chair in the room. The chair. <laughs> the chair in the room. Um, you are in a wheelchair. I am in a wheelchair. Tell me why. What's the situation? Sure. So I have something called spinal muscular atrophy. So it's, Say that slower, please. I have something called uh, spinal muscular atrophy. Okay. Spinal muscular atrophy. Yep. SMA yes. for short. SMA. Um, so it's a neuromuscular disease that mm-hmm. essentially affects your muscles. So you're just weaker and, you know... Um, so I'm wheelchair bound mm-hmm. at this point. Um, I wasn't my entire life, but I was born with the disease. Okay. When did your parents find out that you had it? When I was about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. How? Um, so when I was younger, uh, I was able to walk and I was able to walk for a lot of years um, when I was younger. But when certain milestones, for example, when I was walking, I would fall a lot mm. or I could never like fully run and things like that. Mm. So at an early age, my mom was just like, you know, something is 
not right. And mm. so let me go to the doctor. Now, of course, there are so many tests that, you know, it's not even that long ago, but you know w- when you're pregnant or at least when a baby's born at the very least. Right. Um, and can oh, be t- and it, it's that early you can find out. I'm pretty sure. Don't mm. quote me. I mean, you can't I'm quote me. <laughs> everything you say. <laughs> Put it in a science literary journal. <laughs> <Okay>, done. <laughs> <laughs> but you definitely can find out much earlier. Um, yeah. I know it's, I think it's a blood test or something relatively simple now. Mm-hmm. It was like a biopsy 20 years ago. So it's mm. really uh, different, you know. Wait, isn't everything different? Isn't everything different? Everything is. Yesterday to today is different. But it's all the same. It is. It's all the same. At the end of the day. <laughs> so you were walking as a little girl. Yes. Until how old? Until I want to say about 10-ish. Okay. But that being said, I was maybe like seven or eight when I started using a wheelchair. So I would mm. alternate. Oh, okay. So it was somewhat of a slow progression. I mean, you know, in that 10 year or mm. so span. Yeah. You reached out to me. Actually, I did reach out to you because you listen to this show. Yeah, I listened to some episodes. And what brought you to reach out to me? Yeah, so uh, there was one day where I was just like, "Let me check out the Love Bomb," mm-hmm. and I listened to a few episodes. Did somebody tell you about it, or did you know who I was? I know who you are, okay. and I follow you on Instagram. Okay. Great aesthetic. Um, <laughs> Thank you. And I had seen, you know, some posts about it. And sometimes with podcasts, it's hard to necessarily listen all the time sometimes I do them like when I'm inspired in chunks and um, I was just going through a few and then I was going through the titles and what they were about and I was like hey there's nothing here about disability Mm -hmm. um, which I feel like is totally you know encapsulated in what you know the love bomb brand of like what is love in every capacity and intersectionality of it Mm. um, if that makes sense of course no yeah and um, I think very often disabilities left out of such conversations. It is. Um, and so I really reach out to you as, you know, just to be like, hey, this would be an awesome topic for the show because mm-hmm. I'd love to hear about it. Yeah. And I know you were like, want to do it? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a question. Like, it yeah. was, you literally delivered me the episode, like, <laughs> on a silver DM. And I was yes, it should be you that talks about it. Question. Yes. Why do you think the disability is left out of the picture a lot of the time? So I think a part of it is, you know, when it comes to, let's say, disability advocacy or rights, obviously mm-hmm. that it, they've not always been the case in, uh, in terms of the narrative, something that's very uh, pervasive and popular and can still, you know, has so much improvement mm-hmm. in that regard. But no one is going to say, even though, let's say, laws might not always be on par with it, like there should not be an elevator in this building. Everyone Mm. kind of agrees, like, yes, sure, make someone's life easier. But who actually wants, in terms of, like, laws and doing it, I think, um, and I'm talking now just kind of more in a legality standpoint, Mm -hmm. um, that is one of the reasons it's not discussed, is, like, no one actively verbally disagrees with, like, let's have someone who has a disability, at least nowadays, like, be part of the conversation in certain ways, Mm -hmm. which I don't know if that, if I'm articulating that the right way, Mm -hmm. um, so I can, like, redo it, but... Yeah, um, if you want to redo it, go ahead. Yeah, no, because I'm just thinking, like, you know, for example, let's say, like, in terms of um, certain, like, therapies, if someone has, um, like, I'm talking about, like, uh, medicines, let's say, that make someone better, right? So if I say to you, there's a really expensive drug that, like, could make somebody walk again Mm. who's going to disagree with that someone should get it or that should be invented but then when it comes to let's say Mm. the like insurance side of like well that's a five hundred thousand dollar treatment and is Mm. it worth it and if someone can't afford it Mm. like there's 
these things where everyone agrees with maybe disability being something that should be all inclusive, but people don't really act on it. And mm. I'm not, now I'm just talking about on the very forefront of it. Like I'm not talking about kind of like subtext of things. Yeah. Um, I think on the subtext of it. Yeah. Let's get into that yeah. subtext. Um, and we can, you know, dig into this cause I think it's something that I, well, it's fascinating. Yeah. I talk about, but I don't, it's something even I don't talk about enough, which I think shows how it's not part of the conversation right. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that often, and now I'm talking about physically disabled people, because there's also, of course, all types of invisible of disabilities. They're not often part in large numbers of like able-bodied communities. Mm-hmm. So it's less of something that there's not a lot of voices to talk mm-hmm. about. And a lot of people don't necessarily know a lot of physically disabled people. So it's just not something that comes to mind as much mm-hmm. in certain ways. Um, I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, it's interesting. To be honest with you, I I knew a handful of physically disabled people yeah. growing up in high school. There were a lot that just went to my high school. Uh, but in my life now, I can't say that I, I know really anyone, to be honest right. with you. It, like in my group of friends totally. or, I mean, especially in the media, right? There's like yeah. no visibility for absolutely. physically disabled people anywhere in the media. I mean, what do you have to say about that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, even, you know shows, singers, writers, right. and some, maybe some writers I mean, that actively have sought them out. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. But that's about it. That's pretty much um, it. I think there have been some somewhat new ones mm-hmm. recently. Um, I know in the last few years also been and now back to more invisible disabilities like autism and things like that exactly. have become more prevalent on TV and movies. And but, it, but it's wrong to put those in the same category. Is it problematic? I don't think it's problematic. Okay. I just think it's different. It's and totally there are different, different right. issues, it, yeah. but it's still a lot of the same things may apply. Right. Um, like disability, if we're like talking community, right? right? Like disability could be like the LGBTQ and then there's everything underneath it. Yeah. Is that kind of, that's problematic comparing the two too? Well, no, because I thought of, no, it's not, it's not that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, totally. Uh, I, yeah. Yes. It's like the community. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. But like you could obviously be LGBTQIA and be disabled. Yes. 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 Which is a whole other conversation. Yes. How do you identify personally? I identify as straight. We're just going to squeeze yeah, just, that one right in there. In. A straight cisgender female. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. God, you're a, a rare breed these days. Aren't I? Yes. You know, but there's always an asterisk there, isn't there? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, went to Barnard. No, uh-huh, grew up exactly. in New York. No, but I'm just someone that's... I mean, I'm really just open to love mm-hmm. in all capacities. Yeah. So, like, I know, like, that obviously is my identity, and that's how I identify, but it's not this, like, strict boundary that mm-hmm. I have. Like, I would never be opposed to someone who, I don't know, to one day, like, maybe I would fall in love with a woman. Who knows? Yeah, but that, well, I love that. Yeah. I mean, that's just yeah. personal freedom that right. you... Right, that's fine. That, I mean, that's, like, happiness and exactly. joy. Like, yeah. I love that, the possibility for something to happen. What was it like growing up when you had to start using the wheelchair? Do you remember specific feelings of like shame or, or anything surrounding it? So I think that, you know, I feel like stuff like that, some of it gets like buried in weird of ways. Course. Um, but I think that growing up, yeah, absolutely. There were definitely times and I think I probably dealt with it more at home mm. and like, cause I guess, one thing about me that I've also realized more also in my adult years, there's a lot of any 
feelings about disability and we can obviously delve into those eventually yeah. but um that might be hard or embarrassing or whatever the word might be i tend to deal with like very internally and maybe with my closest friends or home mm. and like i work really hard to like make it so it doesn't stop me from doing anything, anything. else right um and being this being that can kind of conquer the world you mm. know what i mean I and love that's that. that's just something i've always done subconsciously right and i think as i get older i've realized it's almost to to not to compensate, but to be like, yes, this is a truth of mine. Like certain things are harder for me and, but that you shouldn't think that I can not do anything. Mm. So I always work to be like this 105 instead of like 99, right. you know what to, I mean? To prove more for other people or to prove more for yourself? I think both. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely like just for yourself, what you know, people, you know, think about you. So mm-hmm. for example, like, I don't know that maybe let's like talk about school for a second. Yeah. So like, you know, oh yeah, maybe you might not do as well in school because like things are harder. I don't know what's going on in your health life or whatever. No, like maybe that's true, but I like mm. was always like the student, like yeah. turning on the lights in a lecture, like staying Amazing. after class. Like it's just ingrained in me and I didn't really realize, I think until recently where in a, in so many aspects of my life, I try to kind of overcompensate. overcompensate. Yeah. yeah. And it's okay because I like being that person, but yeah. I didn't really dig into the why in, until a little bit more recently, I would say. Hmm. That's really interesting. We just jumped to college. Are you asking about growing up? No, no, it's okay. <laughs> we can jump all over the place. Yeah. There's, there's absolutely no formula to any of this. Yeah. And I'm going to continue on that train of thought and ask you a question about dreams. Do you dream on a regular basis? I do. Do you dream out of the chair? You know, not really, hmm. which is interesting. And if I am out of the chair... It's really rare, but I feel, uh, I don't, I really do identify like it's just such a part of my body Mm. to a certain extent, Yeah, which you would think I wouldn't. So it's an interesting question. And if I do, I don't, I don't always remember every dream. I remember the ones that are like really like, whoa, you know, Mm. and the ones that I, that I can think of, I've been relatively in my chair. It's less about my body and just like what I'm looking at. I don't even know where that question came from. To be honest with you, it just kind of popped in. It's a good question. I thought it was interesting. What would you say the most difficult thing that you, just the hardest thing that you deal with on a daily basis? It's a good question. Yeah. I think it really depends on kind of the year or place or mindset I'm in. So mm. I don't think it's always changing. Because there are certain things like, you know, let's say if I had, like I could never, for example, if I had a job where I had to just like go all the, all over the world or even just all over the city, right. like that would be really difficult for yeah. me given like Traveling. weather and transportation and yes. like figuring that stuff out. So like, sure, that, but that's kind of like a boring answer, but that's like a true answer. No, but, yeah. but I think like something maybe even more in my 20s that's been more of a thing is this, you know, especially being a New Yorker who, you know, is friends with people who are just jumping all over the place and wanting to go wherever and like, Yes, I do do that to a certain extent, but Mm -hmm. I can't necessarily like jump to Brooklyn or like, hey, they're booking a trip to Cali. Let's go. Like, no, can't necessarily do that. Hmm. So I think kind of why? Because travel is really difficult Um, on a plane, plane or just in general. Like I come with a lot of stuff, Mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? Things that like make me able to like be a person every day. Um, And so with that, even just like a chair and a battery and like all these different things Mm -hmm. I like to pack and such Um, and just like you know, being with people who like are able to like help me do certain things. Cause mm-hmm. those may be difficult for me just cause of certain strength issues and stuff like that. Right. Um, 
that has been hard on like the day to day of friends mm. and even, you know, dating or whatever it may be, just like that ability to kind of be super agile when mm. it comes to just making decisions like every second, which I think to a certain extent is part of your twenties, especially in New York. Right. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Can you like walk me through a, just a normal day of yours? Sure. And how it works. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't know that, A, I've never thought about it. Yeah. And we've definitely never had this this conversation on the podcast. Yeah. So just for anyone who doesn't understand life in a wheelchair. Like, totally. Just walk me through a day. You know, I don't know if I've ever been asked that question, hmm. which is interesting. So like yeah. certain people know about my day-to-day, right. but it's very few. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you, um, I mean, it, and hey, look, if there's uh, no, yeah, anything totally. that I, you don't want to talk about in here, please. No, no, absolutely. Put the hand up or whatever. You fucking storm out. Yeah, just get out. <laughs> Kick it in overdrive. <laughs> Run go. over your toe. Exactly. <laughs> um, sure. So alarm goes off. <laughs> Step one. What time? <laughs> 6.45. Mm. <laughs> Depends on the day. Okay. I'm a, I'm a morning person. Yeah. Then, so I guess... You know, part of it is I can't necessarily like jump out of bed. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, like I might use a lift, let's say, to help me out because I can't stand. Mm-hmm. Um, and will it'll take me a lot longer to get dressed because things are just you know movement is harder and such. And sometimes I might have help or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and you live with? I'm like I have my own place, but I'm right next to family, so we're kind of gotcha. together. Yeah, cool. And so let's say that will take me longer than the normal person. Yes. Like if my alarm, let's say I sleep through my alarm or something, there's no way I'm getting out the door in five minutes. Mm. It's just not going to happen. Right. So that's that. <laughs> I'm the same way, by the way. Yeah, well, <laughs> it does not take me are. five minutes. <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's it's a long time. I got you. Um, and so, you know, whatever details may be there, but that's kind of like a, the mm-hmm. generic. Yeah. Getting out of getting out of bed. Getting out of bed. Yeah. Which is hard for everyone. Yeah. Um, and then, so I'll leave. Then I think something that's interesting is like I've also, I'm, almost always early and mm, if i'm late i'm on I time you were perfectly on time here today did i time it uh, did i not yeah, you may you never did. know <laughs> <laughs> um so i so let's like i'm getting out of my apartment and i go down the elevator and there's a lift in my lobby mm-hmm. so right there this is like how i live a lot of my day to day i'm like so those are two things i could break on my way to leave my mm. apartment but then there's also like what if my chair is broken so i like mm. live in like having these precautionary these like barriers so. for time and it's not like i'm this anxious person about it but i build in the buffer time mm. for those things to happen when's your birthday july 21st mm, cancer cancer nice i'm july 30th let's keep going Leo? <laughs> yes <laughs> so that will happen and mm-hmm. obviously it depends on where i'm going but yeah Wait, do you get out of bed and go right in your chair? Yes. To go... Do my thing. Do your thing. Yes, all of it. Shower, brush your teeth, get dressed, the whole situation. Coffee. Coffee, yes. Watch the news. We're moving, we're shaking. Gotcha. Okay. I don't have to do that to check my phone, though. So there's that. Yeah, yeah, so you just lay in bed and check your phone. (laughs) Yeah. Cool, love it. That's standard. What size bed do you sleep in? Um, Twin. Twin. Nice. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's like throwback. Uh, <laughs> Actually, maybe it's not, but it's not a kick. Or it's a, a full. Yeah, it's a full. It's bed. a full whatever, size. Whatever. Yeah. It's, it's a, the entire room is the bed. And, <laughs> and it's fine. And it's genius. Yes. Um, so where are we in the day? We are we've leaving. Left. We've yeah, left we're, the we're gone. We're gone. Yeah. What are you we're eating for streets. breakfast? Um, Special K, chocolate delight. Whoa. Right? <laughs> Stick into the throwback. Okay. Stick it. I live in the 90s. Yes. Um, so we're out now. It depends on where I'm going. Mm-hmm. We're either just gonna, you know, walk the streets or 
or not, but, <laughs> <laughs> not. but um, so let's say I typically will take the city bus unless it's like walkable from right. my apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's the easiest in terms of transportation. Yes. Yes. Trains are not accessible for me at least again. Access- I, I, yeah. I was thinking about that on the way here. Trains are definitely not accessible, right? No. So, I mean, it, again, accessibility is also a relative term. Right, 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 right. Um, because what's accessible to one person might not be for another. Mm-hmm. Um, so, trains, there are elevators at certain stops and the main stops. So, to so- someone, let's say, in a manual chair or that maybe just can't walk a large flight of stairs, that mm-hmm. might be accessible. For me, A, there are not, all, all, there are not elevators at every stop and there's mm-hmm. no way for me to go downstairs to the, the gap is too big mm-hmm. on a lot of the subway trains. So, it's From like... The- uh, sidewalk to the train itself. Yes. 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 So can't necessarily. So can't do it. Not You're necessarily. Not doing wheelies, not like doing yeah. over. No. <laughs> and so you might get on. I remember when the when the Second Avenue subway was built. I think it was like New Year's Day or something. Mm. My one of my childhood best friends and I were like, let's take the subway. It's the first accessible one. We go down there. We were like pumped. And, you know, fun New Year's thing. Yes. And um, there was a little gap. So that was a little disappointing. But then I'm down there and I'm like. If I get on this, let's say it works, where are we getting off? (laughs) She was like, it'll be so funny. What what are we like, let's do it. And I'm like, if I have to call my mother and explain what just happened and that I need like a fireman to get me out. (laughs) So we turned around, but there you go. So you can maybe get on, but you can't get off. So you just got off, got back on, going we, the other direction. We literally didn't get out of the subway. We used the new elevators, just go down. Oh, and then you went back up. <laughs> yeah, <more> yes. <laughs> it's like an amusement park ride. That it's just in New York City. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so. So, subways are not accessible. We're taking the right. bus. We're going we're to work. We're going to work. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I guess I just had a thought. It's a go, little bit not the day please. that But so, bus is great. You know, love it. It's yeah. the easiest way for me to get around. Especially now, they have those lower buses which I, I hate taking the ones that are like re- have the lift that goes like five feet off it the does ground go so high it's just a little scary and if yeah. it breaks you're like there yeah. and that's cool too see i'm always breaking in my head. how many times does something broke while you're on it though <laughs> a bus has been not as many okay. other things a million a million a million a million and six like every day something breaks <laughs> <laughs> have i even been alive a million days <laughs> we're not even here <laughs> <laughs> um so i really like the lower ones but something i was thinking of is so um, I'm currently at a job where I can walk there. So mm-hmm. sometimes take the bus, but usually I'll walk. The job before this was actually right around here. Mm-hmm. So I would take the bus. And the transition from that job to this new job, unrelated to the actual work itself. But I remember being like, wow, I feel so relieved not having to take the bus every single morning. Mm. And, I had, and I didn't realize that taking the bus every day was such a stressor. And not because it's like scary or whatever, but people are annoyed mm. that you're getting on the bus during rush hour. Because it takes has to get. longer. Yeah, and it's like two minutes, literally. But and I understand because I've even I've to be fair I've been in a rush and another wheelchair gets on the bus and, and I'm just, like God, fuck this fucking yeah. wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> so I get it, I really do. But it's it's just something that I didn't really think about, mm. especially because you know going to school was different. It's like less of a rush trying to do your own thing when mm. I was younger because I did, obviously took the bus or not obviously, but I took the bus to school. Um, so. Anyway, it was just a really interesting thing that I was like, wow, the, like you don't realize how like your presence is like this weird burden that people aren't even saying. You could just right. feel you this see energy. see it on the face, the breath, the whole yeah. situation. So, yeah. yeah, so that was my everyday, but mm. now it's not currently, but who yeah. knows what the future holds. I mean, the future is, <laughs> as the possibilities are endless, really. Endless. Yeah. Yeah. And then you and then go in reverse. Work. Yeah. Yes. So whatever. Work, friends, uh, life. Yeah. <laughs> 
You drink? Socially. Socially. Do you smoke marijuana? I don't. You do not. Um, do you take any medicine for uh, no, your condition? Not really. No? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And you have full feeling head to toe. Yes. Everything works. Yep. Yes. Um, sex. 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 Let's talk <laughs> about it. Sure. Yes. Um, first of all, let's jump back some. Yeah. When did you start like dating? College. College. Yeah. High school, we're not dating. Yeah, and not because it was honestly just something that didn't. I mean, it crossed my mind. Yeah. Like I was a human, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't. Well, so I went to an all-girls school. Okay. And I obviously knew men; they yeah. weren't invisible to mm-hmm. me or not present. But um, it just wasn't kind of at the forefront of my brain. Right. And it was something that yeah, I just didn't really kick into gear until college. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we're in college. Yeah. Um, what's the deal? Yeah. So I would say that, like you know, I have a mix uh, in terms of dating. I'll. Obviously, like there have been people, a lot of people from like in real life and I met in college and whatever, but a lot of it post that and even towards the end of college, because I was in New York City, mm-hmm. was when like online dating started to become right, a thing. Right, right, right. And to a certain extent, I think, it depends on the college you go to, but in the latter half, you're just like over dating people on campus and you're mm-hmm. like, let's expand and, yeah. you know, get to know new people. But um, I think regardless of that, we can get back to that. But um so it's funny because I was thinking about this on the way here and I was like, I bet dating will come up. Of course. <laughs> and, so, um, and I remember one of the first people who I I would say I was seeing, you know, like not exclusively, but just going on a few dates with and getting to know. Um, I was looking, thinking about it and I was like, after we ended things, things happen, we can go, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But we ended up seeing each other kind of randomly due to weird circumstances for like drinks a few mm-hmm. months later. And we were sitting there, and this is again like years ago. And I was like, So, did we ever, did you ever ask me like what I had or what the deal was? And he was like, Yeah, no, we never talked about it. Huh. Which is like now, it's if I don't tell you on the first time we're talking or like the second time, that's strange to me. Cause I just like to be really open yeah, or like let you ask the questions or whatever. But it's funny, and it wasn't a bad thing. Cause at the time, it was so new to me, and I didn't really know how to navigate that space. Hmm. Cause it's this weird, chair in the room Mm. where you know people are afraid to maybe ask and like I I don't it's just different in terms of the conversation of when do I bring it in like I know this is probably scary for somebody Mm -hmm. and if they're not going to ask do I bring it up that's not how I feel now I'm like thinking in college but there was a lot about figuring out how to date with like this being a truth but like an unspoken truth in Mm -hmm. the beginning yeah which is weird well truth (laughs) is just like represented so much differently in 2017 than it was five years ago right and the ability to live unapologetically ourselves means something totally different today than it did five years ago totally right and like even just the type of questions that we're asking people are totally different because i mean even if you look at social media now compared to five years ago there's a million more stories being told every single day yeah than there were when you were in college, when, you know, I was in my mid twenties, it was just, it's just a different yeah, landscape. Absolutely. Um, there's just like a different level of respect that people carry and disrespect. Like right. it goes both ways. Right. Um, okay. I just wanted to get yeah. that in there. <laughs> also, I think it has to do with like the people I was probably dating back then than mm-hmm. I am now. Yeah. So like, you know, the bro who like could never speak about these things hmm. that like those words are not in the vernacular. Right, 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 um, right, right. but I mean, regardless of that, that wasn't like a, hit at anybody in particular it was yeah. just in general like thinking of kind of the evolution of like who I'm attracted to and who I like uh, connected to even on a friend level has changed mm. um, but no more bros 
No more bros. No more bros. <laughs> I mean, all respect, bros. Like you definitely have a place in this in this world, like right there in Murray Hill. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So I think that that. I mean, there's a million things I could say about like college in that regard. But that's something that sticks out to me that I were remember. you like partying in college too. Yeah. yeah. I was in a sorority. Oh, shut the fuck <laughs> up. I was one of those people. Really? I was. Like, you, like, partied. I mean, party's a relative term. <laughs> was. You were in a sorority. I was in a sorority. Yeah. You know, it was also just about kind of, I don't know, I feel like going to school in the city, mm-hmm. um, even though it is a campus and stuff, like, you seek out communities. So that mm-hmm. was one of them that I really enjoyed, and I had a lot of friends in it yeah. beforehand. And so it was that. nice. Yeah. I love that. Sex. I want. I, I want to talk about sex. If you want to talk about sex, sure. Yes. Um. So I think. Well, I think of there are things to say in general other than <laughs> sex, but um, I think one thing that's something that I know. I think uh, in terms of articulating kind of how I feel about it is something that's not new, but not super old. Like it took me a while to learn how to like if I'm dating someone, and you know, dating is just like getting to know, making out, like whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, hey, just FYI. Uh, me literally just like sitting anywhere with you like outside of my chair is a huge thing because like Mm. i need to trust you Mm. or any person to like help me do that let's say Mm. so that is something i wouldn't say to anybody because i usually have to think about who i want to say it to Mm. but when i do i think there's a lot of people that like oh shit i never thought about that that's like you breaking the wall down right that's like for yourself the beginning of it yes so it's like here's like where the line is Mm. and here's why this is like a big deal and if you care um, not in for better or worse. Like if you're like, that's, I just like can't deal with that the way the, and then it's fine. Then mm. like, we're not going to work. Mm. And if you care to wait and ex- like get to know me and explore things, then we can figure it out from there. Mm. So that's something that I think is relatively not new, like yesterday, but mm-hmm. not, you know, and for everybody, it probably comes at different times. So right. for me, it just took a while to figure out how to say that mm-hmm. and feel confident in saying it. And like, it's not some bad, embarrassing thing. Mm-hmm. I know? mean, but that's like, no, that's really sweet, yeah. actually. Like, it's almost, there's something like, like really romantic about it that I really like. And B, it, it feels like courtship, right? Like proper courtship that you have to go through. Right. To get close to you. And I like that. It doesn't yeah. really exist in our world anymore. Yeah, I also feel, I know, I don't feel, <laughs> that I am a very, like, emotional person. Like, I love to love and yeah, I love to feel. A I'm a <laughs> cancer. And so I feel like I could literally be on my third or fourth date with somebody. And we're, like, this has been a thing. Mm. Like, we're in a relationship, not yeah. actually dating, but, like, in terms of the emotional wins that we've been yeah, through. Not everybody. For sure. But, um, and it may not even be reciprocal. Like, it may just be you going through it. Like, right. that happens to me all yeah. the time. Yeah. No, totally. But I just, I feel this way about both friends and For sure. people I'm seeing. Yes. Like, what is the point of taking your time and, and like dipping half. your toe in the yeah. water? Mm-hmm. Like, let's jump in the pool. Like, right. let's go. Yeah. Like, tell me about you. What do you like? And I feel like that's the only way to know if that's like the right person for you mm-hmm. in both a platonic and romantic sense. A hundred percent. And I feel very strongly that way about friends. I mean, I date my friends. Like, I tell people all the yeah. time. You um, should. Yeah. yeah. And I also, I mean, I also feel like, I was saying to someone the other day, a new friend date is so much better sometimes than mm-hmm. just a romantic date. For sure. Because well, <laughs> there's not the weight attached to right. it, right? There's not, there's not the the physicality. I mean, a lot of times physicality can ruin yes. friendships. This has been my summer question, Nico. Okay, like, go. Give why, it to me. First of all, the difference between friend, like friendships and relationships, mm-hmm. obviously sex is one. But other than that, 
But also just, you can have sex with your friends and it not be a relationship. Yes, too. absolutely. Yeah. But I just think that like the love and connection and depth that you can have with a friend is this, you can have the same thing with both a partner and a hundred percent. And if you, so what's the question itself? The question is what's we, the difference? Not what's the difference. But why? I think why does society make it like it has to be so different? And I've been reading, if that makes sense, the mm-hmm. question. Yeah. Um, it's something I've been thinking about. There's just like certain, a lot of friends of similar uh, kind of interest in that question or topic. And we've like read certain like, books on it. And not like, not like a nonfiction book, but fictional books where friendship and like this love mm-hmm. and kind of complicated thing happens a lot. Um, but it's know. also different for women than it is for men in the patriarchal society that we live oh, in. absolutely. Right? Yes. Like, there's a lot more pressure on women to find the one than there is on men. Yes. But at the same time, the fetishes that come with women too, right, aren't necessarily put on men in the same way. Like, women can be best friends and nobody thinks anything of it. But if you, like, see two guys that are best friends, like, people, like, right. start asking questions. Like, it's not as accepted. Right. And I know that's true for society. Whereas right. when I think of, like, I have a few, like, friends that are, you know, these two guys, mm-hmm. straight, the best friends. And I'm just like, you are relationship goals. Like, I want that. Yes. And that's always my favorite thing to see. Yes. Um, but I agree. With, that's my question more. It's less because I don't think it's different. Like, I... Like I'm in love with some of my friends. Mm-hmm. They're amazing, yeah. and like they. But like, you don't want to sleep with them. Correct. Yeah. But it's weird to That's say that. That's the difference, though. I know, but why is it weird for people to say? I don't think it's weird. You know, I was just in a situation where this person and I were really good friends before right. we started sleeping together, and we were saying "I love you" to each other right. as good friends. Okay, and then we started sleeping together, and it's like, okay. Does the the three words I love you hold a different weight now that we're sleeping together and still really good friends, right? Does it mean something different all of a sudden? And I was laying in bed next to this person. I was like, yo, look, I just, I want to make it abundantly clear here that like, I still love you in the same way that I did a month ago when I was saying I love you as friends. Now we're just sleeping together. It's not a different, it's not necessarily a, a, a more complex type of love right it's obviously a little different right Right. but it's still the same and i and i I don't want to not say it to you now that we're sleeping together because i'm afraid of it definitely i think that's like a beautiful thing and i but i think also for a lot of people i think regardless gender probably more women oriented Mm -hmm. um being friends someone after you've slept with them or or been in some kind of complex relationship is really difficult yes it's definitely challenging I personally, and my friends like scrutinize me me for this all the time. I'm just like, but why would I not want to be their friend if we were dating and it ended? Like they were so great. And I, people are like, when I'm like, what'd you do this weekend? I'm like, oh, I hung out with X. And are you serious? Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. And I had a great time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I don't know. That's something that I do a lot that I know that people or a lot of my friends are like, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. Not good for you. And I'm like, no, I think it's great for me. Mm. Like these people are really like they stretch my rubber band and it's okay that we're not seeing each other anymore. Yeah. I love that. And it's important. Like you two can grow together. I don't know. I think it's really important. I remember with one person that I had like a kind of a weird situation with after we were like debating, like, do we want to be friends? It's going to be too hard, you know, whatever, whatever. And I was like going to sleep one night and I was like, this is how I feel. And I had this like weird dream metaphor that I I woke up and I was like, okay, so this person is somebody who just like gives me so much energy and light. And like, I I want them in my life, even though it's difficult. So I was like, let's say every person's a bonfire and you have this like inner light that's going right. So everyone 
it's, there's not like an in, uh, indefinite number of seats or a fixed number of seats rather. People can come and go mm. and as they please. And they're there because like you are also keeping them warm. Like you have mm. this fire that you're giving off, but it's like, who are you like choosing to let in because they're like also throwing sticks into that fire. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like it's making, if that person does that for you, you don't have to be in a relationship with them anymore. Right. You could just be their friend. Well, and there's certain people that come to the bonfire and realize that they can't stay at the bonfire and the bonfire is, is ours, right? To, right? to keep. And when they realize that the bonfire is not actually theirs, then we become the asshole. Yes. And I have, I have a few of those in my life. And it sucks. Like, I, I like to think that I'm very transparent in, like, who I am and, and what I have available for certain people. I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going on this rant. I feel like, I mean, just hearing literally that yeah. two-sentence rant, uh -huh. <laughs> um, I think that sometimes people do absolutely put out what they have to give. Maybe that's you. People are like, yeah, but do they really mean it? Right. Well, that's, yeah. And that's I'm, like, I've yeah. done that. Uh -huh. um, and it's my fault. And so whenever I get into situations like that, I keep having to remind myself, this is what they said the first time I met them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I think I've had people come into my life that are like, they think they're the ones that are going to change me, you know? Yes. And like, I don't want to be changed. Right. A. That's also totally a media thing also. It's mm -hmm. like, you're with the bad boy who can't love anybody. And then yeah. suddenly this nice girl changes him. Oh, <laughs> or like, boy. No, but I'm talking about media. Uh, it's yeah, usually yeah. heterosexual. Ex exactly. Or heteronormative, exactly. rather. Yeah, for sure. That narrative yeah. is, has been written a million times. Right. Both able-bodied. Uh, yes. <laughs> and white. Mm, and white. <laughs> Let's talk about this term, able-bodied. Yes. What do you want to say about that term? What do I want to say about that term? I mean, yes, I hear the problem with it like, yeah. in the minute I say it. But it's also this... I don't really like know what other term to use, like mm -hmm. non-physically disabled. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, or, I mean, obviously, it, it just implies that you're less than or you can't, you're not able. And mm -hmm. so that's not true. I'm able to do a lot of things. There are certain things I can't do. Mm -hmm. Just like there's certain know, things I can't maybe, do. Maybe, yeah, you probably can't like scale a building. Right. <laughs> Some not yet. People can, one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, in it, I think. It definitely, I mean, that's the crux of a lot of it, too, of whatever kind of subconscious stereotypes mm -hmm. exist about people with disabilities of not being able to or being excused to be less than or mm -hmm. whatever it may be comes from even just that opposite or, like, what's the antithesis of disabled? Able. Mm -hmm. Able. Yeah. Are you on dating apps? I am. You are. Um, and the picture is your beautiful face. It is. Beautiful. Yeah. How, you have a beautiful <laughs> face. Thank you. Um, how, how quick in the conversation does it come up? Yeah, it's funny. Yesterday, I actually read this article that just was on my newsfeed somewhere about uh, someone who was in a wheelchair about their experience with dating apps. Mm -hmm. And they their perspectives, not mine. Um, apologies, I don't remember who it was. But um, was I used it as a way to like hide from the right. wheelchair. So mm -hmm. like to go on and, you know, let them know me beforehand and totally understand that. Yeah. Like, you know, and then it was, you know, their revelation doing that, why it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Wasn't there like an episode of something that explored that? Do you watch Master of None? Maybe it was Master of None. I don't, but I'm, maybe it did. I think there was a Master of None episode where he, where Aziz met somebody on a dating app. Then she showed up and she was in a wheelchair and she was like, what does it matter? You had a whole conversation yeah. with me. There's also an episode of Saved by the Bell about oh, that. Yeah? So remember I live in the 90s. Nice, there you nice, go. Nice, <laughs> um, But not about a dating app. But mm -hmm. he's like, I remember like Zach is like at a diner and like is talking this like. Yes. Yeah. And then she like rolls out. <laughs> yeah. And he's yeah. like, what the fuck? Uh -huh. um, but I never, I mean, I've been on and off them for years depending mm -hmm. on, you know, whatever's happening in my life. Um, and I use them less now than I did before. Mm -hmm. But 
I never use them to hide from it. In mm. fact, like I remember doing it for a while and being like, some people aren't getting it. So I literally gave it to some friends and I was like, do you realize like that I am sitting all the time? And like, can you see the chair? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, okay, great. Like, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, even so, like men just don't really look. It's well, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've literally, it's only happened to me like maybe once that I mm-hmm. can like recall because it was so obvious. I remember meeting someone and being like, he has no fucking idea. He's like texting me like, where am I? And I'm like, I see, like I see him. He just doesn't know it's me because he just like the wheelchair just like blocked my face in person. And mm-hmm. it was fine. Like it was whatever, but I was, it wasn't great anyway. Mm-hmm. But that was the only time that happened to me. It's usually very obvious. I'll often, if we're like mm-hmm. picking a place, like, oh yeah, I'll grab, you know, I'll pick a place. And I'm like, well, is it wheelchair accessible? So like, let's just make sure that's right. Right, 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 right. Because I don't think, I mean, if it comes up in conversation before I meet someone, mm-hmm. sure. But I don't think I owe anybody my like my personal details unless <laughs> the conversation's going well and I want to know them until we meet. You right. know what I mean? So obviously the wheelchair is the truth and I'm more than happy to talk about it, but they don't need to know about like my day to day before we even said hello in person, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Two terms. Wheelchair fetish. Is it a thing? It's funny that you ask. <laughs> So <laughs> it is a thing. Um, it's literally, it's really, it's really recent. I, the story I'm about to tell. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'm ignoring apps for a second because there are definitely like things I've gotten where I just ignore. I'm just mm-hmm. like, whatever. But there was somebody I was getting to know. Mm-hmm. Um, Every time you say getting to know, I just hear sex. getting to know no, you. <laughs> the oh. king and I getting to know. Oh, or that. Do you like how know. I said sex and you start singing <laughs> yeah, the king and I? Exactly. <laughs> um, but, I have said sex a few times, yeah. like staring in your eyes <laughs> in this podcast. And we have yet to talk about it. It's coming. Yeah, it's, it's coming. Um, but, oh yeah. So I'm seeing this person who like hung out a few times, whatever. And we're sitting down and... I don't know why I like, have to tell the story this way, but I think it's hilarious. Yes. It's like, oh, like, you know, you're so nice. Blah, blah, blah. And I literally, and in my head, I'm like, okay, I hear the next few lines, like we're breaking up or like not breaking up, not seeing each other anymore. And he like sees my face change. Like, no, you have no idea what I'm going to say. And I was like, I, d- I definitely do, <laughs> but like continue. And he, then basically he explains that he's what is called a dev which I didn't know what that was. A dev, a D-E-V. Dev, a devotee. A, a devotee. A devotee, which I had never heard. Mm. And I was, you know, I was like, okay, go on, like whatever. <sighs> and it's somebody who is like attracted to people with disabilities. Um, not the only thing, but it's like a sexual thing mm. in some capacity for them. Does that include amputees? Yes. Yes. I've heard about this. Okay. okay. So I, like, I knew about it, but mm-hmm. I'd never, it just never been a part of my like every day. So mm-hmm. I knew it was a thing, but I had never experienced it or read about it. Mm. So I was like, okay. And I, you know, I, not in a bad way. Cause I was just like, let me listen. Like I also knew this person. It, I feel like there's definitely a spectrum of it. So it could be this creepy thing yeah. or just like this truth. Right. Like I just think this is attractive. Like in any fetish. Yeah. Right. Of course. So I was like, okay, sure. Like let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I remember in that sounds, moment, this, this conversation sounds so healthy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm big. I'm big, healthy, open conversation. Yes, I love it. This is early too. I mean, <laughs> um, but so we're we're talking, and it's something that was actually hard for him to articulate mm. because I think he's a little. He is actually actively a little bit unsure or embarrassed mm-hmm. of how to yeah, define it. Yeah, care about it. Yeah. yeah, he knows it's his thing, but it's not his. Again, it's not his only thing. It's right, like well, he's dated a lot of people. Yeah. you know, um, a None spectrum of, us have of people. Just one thing. Of yeah. course, um, spectrum of humans and. I was just sitting there, so I was, like, letting him do his thing. It's, of course, like, I'm going to, like, it's something he's confessing to me, uh-huh. but I'm also, like, work, helping him work through it yeah. <laughs> in this moment, which is funny. Um, but 
so I'm, anyway, so. So what is he saying? Like, give me some, some goods here. I'm trying to remember because it was one of those things where I was like, Lacey, how do you feel? What do you think? Like, you know, so you're like listening, but also trying to listen to yourself. Yeah, for sure. And, but it was a lot about this is something I've read about, but I'm not really sure. And I think it's like yeah. looked on so negatively. And but it's just a thing. And, and he I didn't know this, but he's like, and I want to share with you. I have dated someone else in a wheelchair like a long time ago, hmm. um, which is fine. But definitely something to tell me, I guess, which was like, hmm. I don't know. Anyway, so I'll go through these things he was saying. And then my response, I guess I had so many kind of internal response to it so my first one was I'm listening this is new for me so I don't have a response this second I'm like listening to you talk to me Mm -hmm. and then I think one was like oh is this creepy and then Mm -hmm. I quickly decided it could be but it's not right now Mm -hmm. of what I know about this person one two and this is more of like I think a few days later because I was you know still getting to know the person and you know really enjoying their company and still liking them thinking about what this meant for me and I was like, why do I feel weird about this? Hmm. One, there are two reasons. One, I think I was like, I know that certain people are going to think that's like a strange thing. And I was like, is this like a self-hating thing that now I'm internalizing? Like, why is it weird that he's mm. attracted to people mm. that are disabled? Yeah. So that was a thing that I had to kind of right. deal with. And exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which, so it didn't take me long, but it was mm. like a really emotional few days. I was like, do I hate myself? Like, you know. Well, I mean, um, what do you think it is in terms of like, breaking it down like why specifically somebody would be attracted to like if it was only disabled bodies well i think here's the reason that like i don't know if it's bad it just wouldn't jive with me if it was like this power thing like no way yeah Yeah, like i'm just not about that right but maybe someone is and Mm -hmm. that's totally fine totally great um if it's literally just i don't know that's like saying someone likes I don't know, it's like defining sexuality or a certain body type or whatever. I mean, yeah. if you think that's attractive and that's just literally the core of what it is, mm. like a physicality, sexuality yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 Then like, I remember I was talking to a friend about it. She's like, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. kind of into it, yeah. She's like, that's great. That's and why haven't we dealt with this before? Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it was just like that. So that was interesting. Um, and again, it depends the spectrum of things. Right. Reasons or whatever. So what happened? So what well, I'm happened? I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. Um, so that was one. I think the self-hating thing was interesting. I was like, yeah. I had this moment of like, I can't hate this, can yeah. I? Like, well, it's interesting. That was one. Yeah. And then I also, and I said this actually in the moment we were talking, now it's come back to me, um, where I was like, you know, I don't know how I feel about this yet, but something that's just like a lacy truth is that which we talked about when we started this conversation Mm -hmm. is that a lot of things i do are like to prove that i can do all these things in spite Mm -hmm. of being in a wheelchair and so all of a sudden this person i was like really into and getting to know liked me partially but liked me partially because of being in a wheelchair Mm, which was not bad but like this contrast to my self-concept interesting really interesting yeah hyper aware i like it yeah so that's been a thing. Again, it's actually not, it's pretty recent. So I'm still, yeah. it's not something I've really talked about. You're mm-hmm. one of the first. It's like for Amazing. this long. Yeah. Um, so this has it's been so an active interesting. conversation. Yeah. yeah. But like, A, that shouldn't be a bad thing, right? Like, I can understand how it could be confusing. Right. And like, there's clearly a lesson in it, right? Totally. As there is in everything. But there's something quite like beautiful about it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I live my life in this weirdly heartbreaking way uh. where I'm like 
constantly my friend says you like people who challenge you mm, yeah for sure and that's like also like my literally the last year has just been back to back people who like stretch my rubber band different mm. ways and even mm-hmm. though it's hard and sad i always not always sad but like mm-hmm. let's say there's a sad moment like this where it's not a bad thing it's just like mm. a moment of reflection that might be hard or whatever yeah you definitely like i don't know i, I mean you're different you're pushed you're wider mm-hmm. afterwards <laughs> there are so many people that don't feel anything so like to yeah. even feel sadness is such a beautiful thing that's true you know um, um all right i want to get back to this story so yeah yeah okay. <laughs> so that so those were feelings i had which i thought was an interesting mm-hmm. uh there's like an esoteric thing. full meltdown happening in this oh yeah yeah and you know we still had like hours after this conversation where i was like we kind of talked about it a bit but i was like we're gonna table it a mm-hmm. little bit because i i just don't know how i feel mm-hmm. and so but i don't want it to like stop our time together mm-hmm. so whatever so interestingly i actually asked him i was like can i like talk about this yeah and so he's okay with it <laughs> okay good good yeah, good, yeah, good. Yeah, we obviously. have his blessing on this um well because i don't i don't know i think this is a personal thing can it's we like, get his name and yeah his name number address, address yeah. yeah um and so that's whatever and then but something really interesting which i guess before i go to the second part of the story mm-hmm. i kind of want to go back a little bit do you um so there's someone i was seeing like a year ago or so and it was short but it was like intense as they all are aren't they mm-hmm. and um it kind of just ended mm-hmm. out of nowhere and there were many reasons for it but i and it was like a hard thing for me but then i remember a few months later which was i was kind of just I don't know, I was like in the park or reading or doing whatever and wasn't sad about it anymore. But I was like, oh, have you ever just been sitting and like had this weird realization out of nowhere? <laughs> Every and, <day. laughs> and so he was going through a lot of kind of emotional stuff and things were just hard for him in his everyday life. And for some reason, things clicked about this particular person, but extended to others where I was like, we were moving pretty fast. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I had this realization, I was like, oh, committing like in a monogamous way not that we had necessarily talked about it but it was heading there to someone in a wheelchair is a really is actually a subconsciously scary thing Mm. for a lot of people Mm. and i'll get back to like why and how Mm. (laughs) whatever but um that was just a weird feeling i had and i can elaborate on it but it was something that i kind of saw now then i was like connecting all these dots of why like moving so fast for anybody is scary i think especially in your 20s some people don't want to be wifed up you know yeah. for a better term or any age yeah exactly yeah. um but i was just like oh like this is something that's hard kind of like i don't even i don't want to like delve into this conversation but it's definitely different it's, um but you know it's like let's say interracial dating for certain mm-hmm. people they're totally fine with it but something about like committing and i've like have friends well, it's that a, have, it's it's, a different it's, set of circumstances right it's and a different type of commitment and it that, goes against what you're like taught you're supposed to be what doing what all of us are taught we're supposed to be doing right right because we only know what we believe and like we were talking about earlier we've only seen one story our entire lives in the media right the white man white woman two and a half kids god white picket fence <laughs> right able-bodied yeah yeah exactly. i know so of course it's different right right but it's something again this thing about <clears throat> why why just now am i thinking about this yeah. like duh mm-hmm. but i guess it's just because the people that i've like really connected with it wasn't a problem until it was maybe a problem that we just didn't talk about. Right. You know? Well, I'm going to interject for a second. Interject. And I don't know. I, this has popped into my head a few different times. I've had conversations with different trans people, right? right? More trans men than trans women, I would say, that that identify as men, right? They, they're they not constantly walking around 
identifying as trans men, right? right? They are men. They don't necessarily like talking about the fact that they are trans, especially if they don't have a public persona where they feel like they have a certain responsibility to own up to it. So I'm sure in your life, you don't identify all of the time as somebody that's in a wheelchair. You are right. a woman, right? And like, so it, it doesn't even cross your mind sometimes, right? And right. I don't know where exactly that comparison is, but you understand what I'm saying a little bit? Yes. yes. So, yeah, I mean, totally. So there are so many things. And I mean, to this, let's say, person that I'm talking about, mm -hmm. you know, this abstract person, they also see that, right. it, you know, and I, it's funny because I have, feel like throughout my life, I always have friends be like, oh, I forgot you were in a wheelchair for yeah, a second. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and like yeah. that's when you get to know me. You know, it's the first thing you see for a while right. and then you just forget about it. But even like, oh, I forgot you had green eyes and I'm like, right. you know, it's like it's all fucking relative <laughs> totally. at the end of the day. Totally. Um, so anyway. We fall in love with people and we get to like learn who they are and deal with the given set of given set of circumstances that they're bringing to the table. And it's anything from green eyes to a wheelchair. Absolutely. And that's how it should be. It's right? how, that's what I was gonna say. It's how yeah. it should be, but for some people that's scary. And like, if you can't, also if you can't talk about it, it's hard to just live and like think about it in a certain mm -hmm. way, you know what I mean? So um, anyway, that. So that was a realization I had. That was just by myself. We hadn't talked about it. Going back to the mm -hmm. new story. Yes. So <laughs> then continuing to hang out, and we had a conversation. I don't even know what the pretext of this or the context of this was, but out of nowhere, he was like, you know, I'm just going to say the statement and then we'll unpack it. <laughs> it, a part of me, like, let's say if we were like, first of all, we're friends, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. but, like, let's say in some world we were like dating some other world. Mm -hmm. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, a part of me is a little bit embarrassed about it. So just going to say that statement. The first wait, 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 wait. Embarrassed about what? Dating me. Oh, okay. So I'll tell you, I'll unpack it. Okay, so the okay, first okay. thing when you hear that, if you're like on a date with somebody or whatever, is like, first thought was, ouch, like that's Oof. a horrible thing to hear. Second of all, there was obviously more to the story, but it's a, like, why? What do you mean? I'm like, are you like embarrassed to be with me right now? And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, I, first of all, this is the person that is attracted to right. people <laughs> like well that's his own it, security right finding some sort of oh absolutely projection. but it was amazing i mean obviously this person that i was having this conversation with we talk about a lot of things that other people are afraid to say yeah, which is nice um, yeah. that in and of itself i was just like oh like that's... like embarrassed personally or publicly well personally about like family and like thinking uh, about what's the right thing to be doing in my mind and it's not like a that's stopping us from dating it was just this like open conversation we were having right. about like disability and how it plays and, phobia. and whatever yeah and so that was my first, first was like, yikes, mm. ouch, that sucks. Second, again, but I'm not one to like run away. I was like, okay, like mm -hmm. let's talk about it. My second was like, and I remember saying this, I'm like, I'm fucking amazing. Yeah. And so, no, I'm like, and that's fine if you huh? feel that way. But like, if you're actively embarrassed of being here, then like, fuck you. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, no, you know, and it wasn't that, but I was just like, it didn't make me feel bad about myself. Right. It was like a, it, it actually gave, right. gave you empowerment. But then it goes back to this thing we were talking about where I was like, but he's also saying something that no one else will say, mm -hmm. even if they think it. Mm -hmm. And so I love those people. Mm -hmm. Like, not that it's the best person for me, like, for you a long... time. a person that challenges you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, like, let's talk about that. Why? Like, mm -hmm. what is it? And so it was just funny. Sometimes I think there, life is chaos, but I think there is an order to things sometimes, mm -hmm. or an order to the madness. And I think having that a few months after this realization of, like, oh, this is a thing that people are scared of, even if they're not up front, mm -hmm. to have someone just say it to me. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's something to you know. You on a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just that it's a truth and yeah. it's okay. It's not sad. Well, it's sure. not bad. It's just mm -hmm. like a truth. It's a And lazy let's truth. talk it out yeah. to, to like get to the bottom of it. Right. And I mean, it was also like, 
I had this thought and I was like, how can you, you know, be, let's say, identify as a dev, but have this. Mm. And then I was like, well, that's like saying, how can someone be, you into, know, LGBTQ and be afraid to say, yeah, it, you know, or, or like get, be into BDSM, but still like not want to carry a fucking whip around all totally. the time. Yeah. Yeah. So that was interesting. And I mean, I just think that's the most relevant and recent like disabled dating experience mm. I've had in that regard or with that identity, you know, very, as a, at very the forefront. Interesting. Um, and it's, it's interesting. It's not like that conversation in my head is not done yet. It's mm. like, again, like I said, pretty new and it takes me a while to process those right, things. Right, 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 right. But it's just been, that's been new for me. So hmm. that's cool. All right. You want to talk about sex or what? Can. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> You're the one that wants to know. <laughs> I want to, I want to leave it completely open to you to say whatever you want instead of asking specific questions. I think so. Yeah. I think what I said about the trusting is a huge thing for me. And I think they're, you know, workarounds or having to avoid the like trust issue Mm -hmm. aspect. I don't, I don't talk about this a lot. So not like in an embarrassing way, but just in a way that it can be intimate for me to talk about those things. Yeah. But also, I, I mean, this story isn't told, right? Like, I, I don't know anywhere that I can go hear this specific right. story on, on how it works. Totally. Not how it works, but, like, how it feels to even talk about it. Yeah. So, like, if you want to share that, you're more than welcome to here. Yeah, I think it's, it's just interesting because I think disability is either completely, like, under-sexualized, mm-hmm. like, as if you cannot have sex or, like, feel, right. you know, that you want to date or whatever mm-hmm. it may be, or it's, like, this fetish where it's, yeah. like, over-sexualized for a small, right. you know, group of people. And, and, and when I'm saying sex, no, I'm not specifically asking about, like, penis, vagina, yeah, yeah, action. Totally. I'm talking about, like, being intimate Absolutely. with somebody. No, yeah. no, totally. So I think it's one of those things where it's, like you said, it's not talked about. Right. And it's so, it's not that it's not, I mean, I can like talk about, you know, mm. my life, but yeah. I'm just trying to think of it in more of a my life and a generalization where, like I said, it's, it's possible. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. Yeah. Um, for every, just like it is for every person, right. I would say for every person who has different boundaries mm-hmm. and physical limitations, mm-hmm. it's different for them. But yeah. isn't that the fun of exploring it with 100%. different people? Um, I mean, we can do it this way. If if you knew a guy was listening to this that may be dating somebody, in a guy or girl for that right. matter, that might be dating somebody or thinking about dating somebody in a wheelchair, like what would you say to them? What would be your advice on like breaking down the barrier of intimacy? Yeah, I would say ask questions. Yeah. Like don't be afraid um, and kind of not even take it slow because like take it at whatever pace you want mm-hmm. or you both want consensually, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. But ask questions and don't be afraid of the small details and mm-hmm. maybe even more so like think about the small details because right. i think every like movement mm-hmm. it could matter and is like different and it's like i don't know a great example is like let's say like i want to like if i'm hugging someone so like i don't have a lot of upper body strength mm-hmm. so it's like maybe i like need someone to like help me and I'll be like I want to hug you and so uh-huh. like no you know what I mean but yeah. obviously this is like sex and hugging no, uh-huh. but let's say that like that's something that no one would know that maybe I need that and so it's either my job to like ask for things that let's say we're doing obviously beyond hugging but like that you may need help with or you know you say like hey I if you're comfortable with this I want to do like this with you or whatever like, how does that feel for you? What do you need to right. like make that happen? And for us to both mm-hmm. like have a good time. Yeah. Um, but I think people are afraid to ask questions we, but in any sort of intimate situation. 
I mean, yeah. between any two people, people are. But I think to even ask more questions. with disability, there's a weird taboo, right? Well, of it's course, like, yeah. I can't ask about this, and I don't I mean, want to. Even in this conversation, yeah, I'm like, well, like, I'm like, what? Sex, like, how do you want to talk about it? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, and for I mean, sure. it's not even a disability that I, you know, want to talk about it. Way I think that's just something everyone talks about differently, mm-hmm. you know. Of course. Um, but I think that's the big thing. It's like ask questions. I think people that don't or aren't open to like listening and exploring. I mean, this is also just in general beyond disability, mm-hmm. but for me, but for that, it's huge. And a lot of people like don't think about the little details and like mm. those matter so much. It's like, you know, in my everyday. Mm. Does that answer your question? Mm-hmm. What do you want out of a relationship in the future? I mean, do you, were you one of those little girls that always want to get married? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, my parents are divorced. Mine are too. Um, so it's not that I like don't believe in marriage, but I think I know it's that life different. is possible yeah, of course. Without, without a spouse. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, who doesn't want partnership? Um, what, but I think it could be one or many forms. Like I said, like friends mm-hmm. are partners too, to a certain extent. Um, I want somebody who like really, like I said, like pushes my buttons, but in a good way, like mm-hmm. makes me funnier, makes me smarter, makes mm-hmm. me love more. Um, that's what I look for in people. Mm-hmm. And I tend, and I think that's just what I, that's what I want. Mm. Um, do you want kids? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Can you personally carry I can. You I can. don't think I'd want to. You don't think you'd want yeah. to. Yeah. I can technically. Yeah. Yeah. What are the five things in the world that you love the most? Five. Five things that I love the most. Yeah. I love my family, my mm-hmm. mom and sister. Um, Older or younger sister? Younger. Mm-hmm. I love my friends. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously there's like a million in mm-hmm. that. Not A million six was my number of the podcast apparently. <laughs> um, but there are just... I feel that different friends represent the best parts of me. Mm-hmm, of and so I'm so like, I'm always grateful for them. Like I actually, every week I, I do like a best of week note and I talk about like what this week was just great. What was the light of my week? And mm-hmm. it's always a friend or two. Like mm-hmm. they're just great. I love learning mm-hmm. like in any capacity. I'm just like a student constantly and mm-hmm. I love it. I love love. I love love too. <laughs> love is so fun. Mm. Um, and I love like just connecting, which I don't think is necessarily love. Uh, obviously, I mean, it's involved, but yeah, just getting to know somebody, even if it's a one-time experience, you're like, whoa, hmm. that was great. Hmm. And I think about things differently now. Um, or this part of me was able to connect with this person I never thought would. That's hmm. really exciting for me and getting to know somebody in that way. Do you have a relationship with God at all? It's an interesting question. Yes. Um, I w- I'm not an atheist. Okay. I was raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, God bless you. <laughs> God bless me. So sorry. But um, I don't want to say no, because I think there's something about being raised with like believing, at least for me. So I believe in like energies and like all that stuff, which is definitely not a Catholic teaching. Mm-hmm. But um, I also, I just like, like to believe, I think religion's very individual. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes, I just like to believe that there's something beyond me mm-hmm. that has a force in things. Not mm-hmm. that's controlling it. Like I like that I'm pushing my life forward, mm-hmm. but there's some kind of, I don't know, energy or spirit or something. So in that realm, I'll say yes, but it doesn't like dictate my everyday. Mm. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, um, I had just like the most, I haven't shared this on this podcast yet. Um, I had one of the most, I have like the best relationship with God today than I ever have in my entire life. And this idea of God, um, I, I was at a wedding upstate in New York last week and I was laying outside in the sun before the wedding 
And I was thinking about this idea of God. And when I say the word God, it's interchangeable right. with like energy, light, source, universe. It's, it's the, a higher power that is somewhat universal, right. right? But I like the word God because of how much weight it actually has. And people are afraid of oh. the term God because of that weight, but also people worship God because of the weight that it has. Yes. And, I, and the words have... M- meaning and power and words can be weapons and words can be medicine and i'm really coming to terms with this idea of the word god having that weight and it being really valuable and you right. can either use it for good or you can use it for bad so i'm going to use it for good okay and if you think if you believe in this god of of sorts you get excited when you think about it right like yeah. this, the, like this idea of god is like oh like god's here or Don't, there's god in it like it's like there's he's like literally hope. in this he's room. literally well he's in everything yeah. right and he she yeah exactly they, i said yeah, it and i was like why it's okay yo it's okay because we've been taught one thing god is a he um <clears throat> god is a we god is all of us so if okay so step one if you believe god if you believe in God, you're happy. You're, right. you're like happy about God. And if you believe God is in absolutely everything, this table, your eyes, this chair, this hat, this water that we drink, like everything. Right. If God is in everything, God is you, God is me, God is all of us, right. and God makes you happy, then everything makes you happy. Everything, yeah. everywhere. There is hope and excitement and joy in everything. Right. And it was like, I was laying outside in the sun. I was like, oh my God. Like, so, so this is one of those realizations. Have you ever just been yeah, sitting there? Exactly. Well, I, yeah. And I've been having them all the time. And I started crying. It was like yeah. the most beautiful idea yeah. of God that's ever existed. I think I I've love ever that. heard. Yeah. Isn't that so, it's just like. No, I really like that. I, I mean, and I think that kind of goes along with the, you know, I don't know if I believe in one thing, but I know that it's there. And well, it's, it's everything. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Do you love yourself? I do. Tell me. I think I'm great. <laughs> no, I, I do. I believe you said fucking awesome. I said fucking amazing. <laughs> amazing. Yes, yes. Um, no, I mean. I think that's something that definitely varies based mm-hmm. on where your mindset is at. But I think, like, I know that I'm my, I am my happiest and right. I love myself the most when there are, like, a few days or even just a full day where I'm so content with being alone, mm-hmm. like, running errands, doing my yes. thing. Because when I can't, like, there are days that I'm just like, I got to make plans. I got to go do this. Da, da, da. That's when I'm, like, not loving myself. Mm-hmm. And so a day that I'm like, I'm going to the park to read and then I'm going to do some work and then I'm going to go sit and have lunch somewhere because, mm-hmm. like, people are away or whatever. I love that. Like, mm. that's when I feel the best. Also, I feel the best with, like, people, of course, but in terms of, like, how the relation to myself, mm-hmm. I think, like, being comfortable with my thoughts and my, like, body and my, like, being, that's the best mm. feeling. Did you ever have specific role models growing up when you were first introduced to the idea of being in a chair that the narratives were already written for somebody that was disabled growing up at all that you, like, connected to? You know, not really. No, right? There were people that I, I knew via, like, charities and my mom mm. was involved with and stuff um, that were maybe a little bit older mm-hmm. or around my age. But really, no. Like, mm. I'm, I've am i always often been, like, the physically disabled person in the room in right. most of my environments. Mm. Um, also, like, partly by choice. Like, certain, you know, like, did I choose to go to a school where I'd be surrounded with people who had, like, similar, you know, challenges or no, and I chose no. Mm. <laughs> so things like that, you know what I mean? But, um I mean, I feel like there needs to be like a fucking, like, a big role model in this community. 
Oh, I totally agree. Like who? How do we do it? You? Me. How yeah. do we do it? <laughs> this me, is no. it right here? This no, is it but starting? I, I totally agree. I yeah. mean, I guess what's also hard about it is like, it needs to be also, let's say, let's talk about TV or movies mm-hmm. or whatever. It needs to be written into the script. Because right, yeah. like, let's say if I was a full-time actor, mm-hmm. you know, I would have to play someone who is like, either in a wheelchair in the script, which is right. definitely rare, yeah. but also even if it is, it's probably like the sick character a lot of the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it has to, the whole narrative has right. to change. Well, it's like, like, the, it's yeah. like the bisexual character being a whore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, no, we're no. not all whores. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, totally. Or cheaters, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so hmm. no, but totally. Is, what about literature in literature? Is there, is, is there anything that you like see yourself in? So it's funny cause I, I hadn't read anything that I could even recall that really had someone that I actively was like, Oh, this is like a physically disabled person or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, this summer I read a book, which like every, as my friend said, everyone on the L train was reading <laughs> um, a little life. Mm-hmm. Have you read it? I, I, you have to like your mind would explode. Wait, a little life. Is that the one with the with the boy on the cover? That's of it? crying. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The gray yeah. cover. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm only like halfway through it. Okay. I read like six uh, books at a time. Totally. Yes. Yeah. So like halfway through it, like your heart's about to break. Oh really? Um, it, it gets really bad. <laughs> Just so you know, like I had to, literally, I, it was hard. Like I cried. I had a nightmare from it. I mm. cried. I felt like I broke up with the characters. Mm. It was a whole thing. Um, it's a beautiful book, mm. but um, main character Jude is you know physically disabled for obviously different reasons mm-hmm. um not going to say much more because i don't want to spoil it for anybody but that is a thing that comes in and out of the book and mm-hmm. i remember reading it at one point and this is early on but i'm like oh yeah i forgot that like he was yeah. in a wheelchair or whatever and it's so funny because i've heard that in the context of me but i've never looked at another person fictional or not or in real life mm-hmm. um where that was a truth and mm-hmm. so like having that to myself like oh yeah like he has crutches or whatever the moment was in the book when he was like having trouble walking I was like totally forgot hmm. um, and they mention it you know for the first time in like 40 pages or something right. um, so yes yes about literature so that mm-hmm. was one and there was a lot about that book that I like connect with in various mm-hmm. ways um, and there was a lot about again for different reasons physicality and like what was comfortable and what was not that is discussed in the book at some point I don't mm-hmm. think you're there yet Mm-mm. I'm not I'm definitely <laughs> not there do it and then, then we can talk mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but That was really interesting. Yeah. Have you ever thought about dating somebody else in a wheelchair? So I personally, well, I haven't, period. Um, I haven't like done that in my life. Dated. Um, I have thought about it and I'm not, I mean, obviously I'm not against it. Like I just love people, but a part of it, I'm like, how difficult would that be? Like Like, who's going to like, what if there's another wheelchair on the bus? Like mm -hmm. who's going to open the door? You know what I mean? So things obviously that would never stop it if, Mm -hmm. you know, it happened and it, it would be a thing. Mm -hmm. But, um, I personally just haven't. And that was, it's one of those things where logistically I'm like, Oh God, that would be difficult. Then all of a sudden you're put in the position. Yeah, I know it's crazy. So it's a lot of self-loathing going Mm, on here. Interesting. Very, (laughs) very interesting. Has there been any like ancient texts? Like, is there any talk of like, I don't even know. Is there any talk of a wheelchair or disabled body in like the Bible or anything like that from like way, way back when? I want to, nothing that comes to mind is definitely the answer. So it may exist, Mm. but if it is, it's not like the main excerpt that's read or that Mm. you discuss in college or whatever, whenever you're reading it, you know? Because it's not like it's a new fucking concept, right? No, not at all. But also, I mean, of course, you know, wheelchair is a very, not very new invention, but it's a wheel wasn't in the Bible really either. (laughs) But I just, you know, there's a lot of like, these people can't leave the house or they, things are Mm. hard and their life is different and they're like less than. Yeah. So I think that's also a reason like back to the conversation. I mean, 
not not necessarily historically, but why is it left out of social justice conversations? Because yeah. for a long time, it's like, oh, well, this is like a sub community or mm. like someone um, that can't be apart. Like physically, it's not even in certain people's minds. Like, oh, it's it's not that we don't want them; it's just like they can't, they mm. can't be in this community. You know, physically, mm. I would say, if that makes sense. Yeah, but then you have fucking like Stephen Hawking, who obviously represents a completely different type of disabled, but. Like, there's no in-between, right? right. <laughs> it's like... Or, like, Superman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, there's not a lot. We have to fucking change that. We have to. Well, this is a first step. This is. If you could, like, give give your two cents to change that right now, what would you want to say? I would say that it just needs to become more a part of the narrative in every realm, whether mm. it's, like I said, being written into scripts or giving people the, the opportunity to, like be the be the voice of you know a disabled person being let's say even a songwriter or or a mm. singer or i know I'm, now i'm just talking about the arts but i think that's important because if people yeah, don't see it course. then they like don't know it's possible are there any like big instagram celebrities that are doing it honestly i yeah. don't know of any i know mm. they i know there are some exists like some small like ones that i've like seen um but there's not i personally don't follow someone where i'm like this person is mm. who i need to follow and who i want to be like mm. you know not you know just because of the way they live their life is fucking awesome mm. um i feel like it's like the next the next wave the next <laughs> wave i feel like this shit all happens in waves right totally I think very much so in the zeitgeist, you know, the the gender and sexuality wave is happening. Obviously, race has been in the wave forever, totally. right? I think that, like, larger girls, there's a wave happening Absolutely. right now, for yeah. sure. But I think this is kind of like the next wave that yeah. should definitely fucking happen. It's funny that happen. you said that, because I think I just started recently in terms of, like, Instagram influencers following, like, Bigger body girls. positivity yes. yeah, uh -huh. Instagrams, and they're great. Yes. But it's oh, funny that so you just good. said that as this is the new wave, right. so what's the new, new wave? Because you, just, cause you <laughs> yeah. just started, yeah. yeah. But, like... Isn't this considered body positivity? Yes. For sure. Yeah. Like, or I guess like anti-fat culture or whatever, yeah. if that's the right term. I, mm -hmm. I no, but I'm yeah. saying like being disabled like should be part of body positivity. Absolutely. Hashtag body positivity. Yes. Yeah. But it's not really. But it's not. I mean, I'm sure some people do, but it's very under the radar, mm. you know? And like, I want to see it on a fucking runway. Like right. it yeah. should be everywhere. Absolutely. There's no reason it's not. I keep going back to the arts. It's where it has to be well, first. Yeah, yeah, well, for sure. That's, well, that's how people yeah. see it. Yeah, absolutely. Right? That's yeah. How, you, how we normalize it. Absolutely. Whether it's in fashion, in, on, on television. I mean, has there ever been a fucking reality show? About people in wheelchairs? Yes. There has. I forget what it was called, but you said it, and I like saw the poster in my mind. Mm. Um, I can't remember what it was mm. called, but there was one, and I can literally think of one. That's well, it. Uh, it, it was Circa Glee time. It, it was like women in wheelchairs. Like playing a sport? Or like racing or something. Yeah, yeah, something. yeah, yeah. 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 Special, um, I mean, there's the Special Olympics. Yes. Which, which, by the way, like gets no coverage at all, and it's amazing. Yeah. Like I mean, they do some crazy stuff. The coverage they, that, uh, that I have seen of yeah. it and the people that do talk about it, this shit's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that needs to be bigger. It needs to be. It all needs to be bigger. There's oh, I, yeah, I think last Olympics, I said there was a lot of stuff I read, um, even just tweet wise about like Special Olympics being like, why was this like crazy flame stunt not covered, you know? And it's just not because it's yeah. like people don't care. People do, but the no, the normal culture doesn't. <laughs> What's supposed to be normal? Yeah, I mean, it's like yeah. women's basketball. You know right. what I mean? Like, who's covering <laughs> totally. it? Oh well, 
What is love, Lacey? I was thinking about this because mm. I remembered you've asked this before. And I was going through my phone. And I was like, oh, there's this quote I once took a picture of that I want. Mm. Um, and so I might uh, butcher it, but I love it. It's That's from a okay. book I like, um, Home of the End of the World by Michael Cunningham. And he, he says something, it goes like, uh, we sought for a love that like knew our human knew and forgave our human frailty but didn't miniaturize the grander idea of ourselves mm. and i think that i when i see love in all different forms whether it's romantic or platonic or familial or whatever it may be it's this someone knowing all all your details all your stuff mm. and the stuff that makes you human and mm. individual and you and I don't necessarily think it's a weakness, so the world's frailty is debatable, right. but these things that are your imperfections or what makes you you, mm. but still with that, knowing that it never will dismiss like this I, that make that pushes you to be better and you mm. push each other to be better. I think I look for that in any form of a relationship, whether it's friends or a partner or family or anything. Like you mm. want someone to support you and push you and make you grow. Stretch your rubber band, challenging mm. as we said. Mm. I don't know. So that's how I, I feel about that. that. Okay, two more questions. Yes. One, what do you see when you hear the term the love bomb? Your face. My face. <laughs> okay. okay, cool. Um, and two, um, if you were to be the role model yes. in the world right now, if this became you, right, and you knew that hundreds, thousands of kids in wheelchairs were listening to this right now, and you could say something to them specifically, what would you want to say? I think that it's that disability, it is a challenging thing for the individual itself, first of all. So I think it is something that requires time and effort and is just a truth of a person's identity. But A, it's not the only part, but it's also not this burden on anybody including themselves like it's just a part of their every day and it's a it's a part of their identity i think people are just scared of it it's not a scary thing um it's scary really for the person that's dealing with it at certain points in their life maybe um or yes it is depending on what you know every individual but it's something that it's not the elephant in the room it's just in the room and it's something that should be talked about and you know navigated and kind of part of the conversation Mm. all right well hey lace i love you Thanks, Nico. Thank you for reaching out. Uh, I of really course. appreciate I it. I hope this was a I think good episode of The Love I hope I did this justice for you. I think you did. I did? Yeah. And we'll see when you listen to it. Yeah, I'm listening to it right now. Okay. All right, cool. This is The Love Bomb. This is the show. Lacey, girl, I appreciate you so much. The fact that you've been listening to the show for so long and you realize that there was a part missing, right? There needed to be an episode that focused on disability and uh, the normalization of something considered quote-unquote abnormal in today's society. Uh, You are fantastic. You are a light. If you guys want to know more about Lacey, follow her on Instagram. That's at LaceyT92. That's at L A C E Y. T92. There's a part in this episode where Lacey's talking about bromances. And right after Lacey was in the studio, my best friend Eric Phillips came in and we shared a little moment um, that very much so represents a bromance. Um, This is it. I love you guys. Peace. My name is 
Eric Phillips. I'm one of Nico's oldest friends. Nico's love is, I would say, unconditional. He's certainly always been there for me, always been there for his family. I, I would say his love is, is a force of nature. It's explosive. He's able to take people, typically in smaller environments, like one-on-one, one-on-two settings, and capture them and enthrall them. Um, and you can see it in, in other people's eyes if you know when to look. And just being friends with him for so long, I, I kind of know when to look at Nico and when to look at others looking at Nico. But he does have a way of bringing people in. And it's probably why he's been so successful as an actor and as a podcaster and you know, model, everything. But it's, it's enthralling um, and it's captivating. I want him to come in here real quick. Ready? Yes. Should doop, shooby doop, bum bum bum. Should doop, shooby doop, bum bum bum. Should doop, shooby doop, bum bum bum. Should doop, shooby wah. In the steel. Should doop, shooby doop. Of the night. Should doop, shooby doop. Should doop, shooby doop. Should doop, shooby wah. Oh, I love.